Hey, 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 welcome to another episode That's Dope. My name is God's Will, and I have my one of my best friends on that I've been wanting to have him on for such a long time, but it's like, oh no, we can't. Oh no, we can't. We actually even tried making a podcast together, and we got told, oh no, we can't. So, screw it. We're like, screw it. We're going to do an episode together because we keep having fire chats, and I think you guys should jump in on the fire chats too. I have one of my best friends, Aaron. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Glad to finally come on, man. We have been talking about it for a minute, but, uh, you know, our lives, our industry lives, our busy lives have, have kept it from happening the way we want. So far away. I know. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But hey, we're here now. We're having a good time, and I'm excited to talk to you. So, um, we talk about, like, everything. We talk about, like, so much, and, you know, like, I'm actually even wondering, I was like, what can we say on camera that, <laughs> you know, that, like, we can't yeah, talk about? Yeah, I, I think we start out with, like, the deep, dark, religious stuff we usually get yeah. into, really turn off your listeners, really, there like, And if they're still there, the then we get into the politics. Exactly. Right? See, <laughs> see who the real That's Dope fans are. Right. Yeah. What's dope? Get vaccinated, not you know, all that, right? Just everything. <laughs> there you go. Controversial there you go. Afghanistan. Uh, vaccinations, uh, Kanye West, <laughs> yeah. go Joe through. Biden, yeah, Donald Trump, all of them, all of it. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you for 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 always sticking it out with the talks and all. So, oh, um, man, first good. off, I guess like what, what what really spurred this was um, one, we got to talk about the music that's been coming out, like uh, and that's supposed to be coming out. Because um, also, one, you haven't like showed me as much music as recently, but it's probably not your fault because there's just probably not as much heat out there, right? Or is there heat? I mean, I feel like there's some stuff coming out, but like lately too, because you and I always get deep into um, hip hop is like the big shared interest. But I mean, honestly, some of the stuff like Still Woozy's debut album has been big in rotation for me. I'm I'm a big fan of Lord's album that just came out the other day. Uh, it's not her usual stuff, but I honestly am a fan of like the kind of psychedelic vibe to it. I, I heard that she got but, happy. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of what it sounds like. Like she just had a good time and and put something together, and I, I like that she took a, a different approach. It's not the kind of same thing because I think I've always thought she was really interesting, but she's come out with some solid stuff. And then beyond that, I listened to like Greta Van Fleet has been uh, big for me. They got new them. stuff. Uh, this the Battle at Gardens Gate, the one the album that came out this lot. year. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I mean they hit a lot that. of. I mean, they're great, man. They they hit a lot of flack early on for being kind of like Led Zeppelin copies and stuff like that. But I feel like this is the album where I feel I'm kind of truly coming into their own, having a little bit of their own sound and vibe. There's some cool symbolism behind uh, this kind of system they've set up for all the tracks. I love diving into that kind of stuff. But I mean, in terms of hip hop, honestly, too, like there's been some solid stuff recently, like. Vince Staples just dropped, I think, one of the best albums of his career. Tyler the Creator just dropped, I think, probably his best album, honestly, my opinion. King's Disease 2 by Nas is one of the best Nas albums I've heard in a long time. Like, I would say twice as good as uh, King's Disease 1, honestly. Mm -hmm. Him and Hit Boy is just a fantastic combination. So there's good stuff. New Big Crit. I don't know. There's been stuff coming out. Yeah. Oh, I do dig that. I guess also, like, a. you know, I should. No, I know your music taste. I guess can you explain like your music tastes? Because you know, like I don't think anyone like knows that. Like, in fact, like a preface. Like, I get a lot of my new music from Aaron. Like, he just sends me stuff as it comes out, and it's usually a banger. And like, we even had like the experiment a little bit earlier uh, in the year. Was it? Yeah, it was this year. I remember going to see the Demon Slayer movie, and then you sent me the the hard the hard rock, or not hard rock, the classic rock type of stuff. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. The stuff that you were like, this sounds super Southern, which I love, honestly. (laughs) I love that take on it. Yeah, you know, Um, I hadn't listened to Led Zeppelin and like, I hadn't, I, you know, like, it, it, like it, my my biggest way into rock music is through rock band, you know, like having to go through every song, like on purpose is like the only reason I know about a lot of the rock music I know about today. Damn, that's, that's a wild crazy. first intro because I my parents are super into music and that was always a big thing. And like, you know. I was born in the Bay Area. I live in Dallas now. I've been in Dallas for a really long time. But I was born in the Bay Area, and my parents were huge deadheads. They followed the Grateful Dead. They like uh-huh. loved that like type of psychedelic stuff. Like my mom is a huge Emerson Lake Palmer fan. She loves Little Feet, like a lot of that kind of old school like psychedelic synthy kind of stuff. Um, so I came up on a lot of that, and my dad was um, he was from Detroit. So I listened to like a lot of Motown stuff too, like. Huh. Four Tops, <laughs> Supremes, you know what I mean? That kind of business, uh-huh. Smokey Robinson. I knew a lot of that stuff. So like, I, I listened to a lot of like classic rock and like classic R&B growing up. And uh, that just super easily transitioned over into being super into hip hop, honestly. Like, I think that's uh-huh. uh, like an obvious an obvious next step between those two genres. I mean, so, hey, you because know, like, I remember like the first time we ever met, like I, I still am like really shocked, like how you said Rakim was like your favorite. And I was like, oh this guy's for real huh Dude, you know like, I, yeah. I didn't know what you would say and like you, you really shocked me with that answer i was really proud yeah a lot of people a lot of people think i'm a little sacrilege with rock him honestly because like i do probably listen to more of his solo albums to date than i do even like i mean paid in full is a classic follow the leader let the rhythm hit him you know what i mean don't sweat the technique those albums yeah. were fantastic with eric b but i really liked his solo stuff i know that's not super popular p- opinion but I probably listened to the 18th letter the most out of his whole discography. And I've spent a decent amount of time with the seven seal too. Uh, I like his stuff a lot. He's, he's always been, he's always been a mainstay. I feel like I didn't really discover him until like years later on. Cause obviously oh, okay. I think like a lot of people, you know, I was big early on and like, you know, I'm a white dude. I was big in Eminem, Lil Wayne, you know what I mean? That was kind of the yeah. early stuff and, and, like, and got you know, super like- deep over time. Like just listening, I was listening to like some of those oh, like old songs I used to love of theirs, you know, like Lil Wayne and Eminem, like over just like a few days ago for some reason, like forever. You remember that song forever, right? Oh my that god, it's a banger. And I yeah, was like, man. I think there was a time where I was like, oh, maybe this music wasn't that great. And I was like, wait a second, no, this music still bangs today. Like, I, it sort of feels bad that we have to be like, oh, you know, Lil Wayne and Eminem. You know what I mean? Like as if like they're I not do. like the great. I think it's just cool for people to be like, I think it's cool for people to have their own opinion, honestly. So I'm yeah. just like, if, if, if people today, if young people today do, that's sucks to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Know like, you know what I mean? Don't, dirty. don't like have that same type of like respect, respect and esteem for Eminem and Lil Wayne. Like, I think that's honestly fine. Cause like, same for me is like, I got into the stuff that was modern to my taste and to my perspective first before mm-hmm. I learned to appreciate the stuff that came before, because like it contextualizes it. Like all that stuff is directly influenced by those people before. So like get yeah, having that context first, I think helps you go back. It's hard to hear something from like, especially if you're a kid that was born in like the aughts, you know what I mean? Or whatever you want to call them, the two thousands, like a kid born uh-huh. in 2001, aren't, aren't, you know, like kids from 2003 are like 18 now. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Imagine being born I think in, yeah, like wow. you don't have context for some of this stuff. So it's like you got to kind right. of build that up. So I think it's okay. true. I, I keep wondering about that because I mean, it's like I have like I'm like I like some things from like the 80s. Right. Like, uh, you know, hip hop wise. Right. 
Because you um, built that context off of the stuff that you like, Kid Cudi, Lupe Fiasco, Childish Gambino. You built up your your taste first, and then yeah. being able to branch out from it and see the That's stuff fair. that connected to it led you, you know what I mean, down that way. That's fair. See, see, this is why I like talking to Aaron. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's good understanding. Because I'm like, well, back in my day, I had respect. But then also it's like, <laughs> did I have respect back then or now? I hope that the kids, at least the kids to us now, like, getting understanding you know it's like i it sort of it sort of seems sort of bad to be like oh everything from before this time is troglodyte you know whatever you know like there's a so behind the times and so barbaric is just like but then again yes i understand like listening to modern things too you know it's like not like i i just started liking phil collins for real for real now you know (laughs) damn that's interesting what got you onto him I don't know. Just just some Phil Collins played, and I was Tarzan. like, "Tarzan." You know, well, that song. That's like that song makes me want to cry. I'm like, no, I don't want to think about my mom and be like, "Mama, no." You know, I mean, <laughs> that Tarzan huh. song like always made me like emotional. Oh, uh, because my mom. I mean, that one too. And I'm like, mm. he definitely like, had no emotions. business going that hard on that on that soundtrack for sure. Just, I, I, honestly, I'm it. not a huge like. I don't know that much Phil Collins. I don't know that much uh, Genesis in general. My my mm-hmm. wife's family loves Phil Collins, but I yeah I, I don't know. I've never I never dove that into him honestly. So maybe I should maybe I should give him more of a ra- chance. Random things will start sparking off, you know. Like, yeah, uh, he's like he's one of those people I like give respect to, but yeah, I've not I've not spent a lot of time checking out honestly. You know, I don't blame it. This this is worth it. I think like a dive through the eighties. Like in fact, actually, I think that's what I'm doing now. Like more eighties. Music? Oh, that's interesting. But also, like, just more different genres, too. Like, um, like not only doing hip-hop. Like, of course, although I've really been, like, enjoying my love of Kid Cudi as of recent. Like, just, like, really diving into it. But um, also, I've been... What projects you go back into, to? Like, like, I'm really stuck in... Um, I guess, like, uh, what's, what's that album? Day and Night album? Man the Moon, Man the Moon. Oh, uh, Man the Moon. Yeah, 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 one, yeah. Man the Moon, one, Man the I mean, Moon. I that's two. the classic. Of course. Those are the classics. I, I still revisit Indicut a lot, honestly. Yeah, Indicut. I think that one's pretty slept on. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, my roommate was like, I sing that song loud when it comes to I, I, Cold Blooded. I sing that song really oh, loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's an easy one and, to build out, too. Oh, my God. And then uh, my roommate was like, What's that one song that you sing with the N word? And I'm like, Which one is that one? <laughs> Well, well phrased question bro. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it was particularly this one because i sing it i, I usually don't even say the n-word but like this song i just gotta and i just gotta <laughs> it cold. you're feeling on that one? Oh, i feel it oh my god i love it you don't normally say the n-word when you sing along to hip-hop songs that's shocking uh, i sort of I feel do. like i've heard you do it yeah like sometimes like in fact it's, it's more a recent thing i used to not like, never curse as a kid until like That'd actually like a, like two years ago, I'd say two years ago is like when I started cursing. Yeah, that's how interesting. That feels insane to me. How long have yeah. I known you? You know, five years. Has it been five years? I would say probably. I started. Uh-huh. I started Funimation in, in twenty seventeen. So yeah, almost, yeah. almost. Pretty wow. wild. Four years. But hey, yeah, we've been through it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, kid. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I didn't curse. I used I would say bastard a lot, and that was it, you know. And then I was just like hot dog or gosh darn it, you know. Still do, but yeah, now Man. it's like 
words are spicy, you know, <laughs> like SpongeBob that's, episode. That's shocking to me to hear because I know a lot of people from from Garland, man. And that is not the uh, that's not the same mentality at all, certainly. <laughs> oh, absolutely um, not. I remember like uh, my friends were like getting in trouble for cursing too loud when we do sleepovers, you know, like in sixth and seventh grade. Um, I mean, I've always I, been I've been it. cursing since kindergarten first grade I've yeah oh yeah my my family my family cursed like sailors for sure growing up as like my dad's side is like irish catholic you know what i mean it's yeah, like okay, breathing, that it's makes like sense. breathing for them bro they just <laughs> yeah yeah i just that's just how it is it's uh it's a very big part of just you know self-expression and uh processing processing emotions for me now just you know, you've seen the stuff like people if you cuss while you're while you're in pain like it actually alleviates like your body releases uh endorphins and stuff to like ease at a higher rate than when you're when you're not cursing <laughs> just being stoic yeah it's like, I, it's I, like I letting like yourself have that you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah yeah as a, as I, think, a I i i it feel honestly it feels good to curse more like i mean mm-hmm. like you know like a good fuck it just was a sort of like oh okay i get it you know it was like i'm no longer you know, the puritanical type of a guy I used to be, at least I tried to be, you know, I try to be, I think I try to be pure, pure, pretty puritanical, you know, be like no sex yeah. for me before I get married and no, and no cursing before. I don't know. I don't know, but Damn. things change. It's sort of funny. Yeah. Same. I mean, I feel like it makes sense to like, I feel like I know people that don't curse cause they don't curse and that's just not their vibe. And then I know yeah. people that are like, I won't curse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. that's two pretty distinctly different psychologies there, honestly, is like, yeah. if you're a person who has the urge to, and you're forcibly censoring yourself, I yeah. feel a little bad for you. But if you're a person who just like, you know, when the moment strikes and it feels right and you do it and it just isn't kind of your, your bag. Otherwise I yeah. like that better. Cause that's what it is for me is like, naturally I, I, you know, these words come out of my mouth all the time. And when I'm not doing that, I do feel slightly like I'm being a, a less authentic version of myself. You know what I mean? If I feel, I feel comfortable enough to cuss and just kind of let things out and not care, uh-huh. I feel like that's you're, you've got a more authentic version of me. And if I'm cussing uh-huh. less, that probably means I'm, I'm holding back. You're holding back. Yeah, like mentally. You know? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're trying to be mature in a sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you know what I mean, at work and shit, you can't just let it. You can't just let it fly whenever, the same way, at least. That's some true, yeah. some <laughs> conversations, certainly. Funimation, some circles, certainly. Yes. I, I have something I, I remember, like, when I first got the Funimation, and that was, like, I think the first thing that really jarred me, just, like, people, like, saying fuck or shit in the meeting rooms. I'm like, oh, I thought, I thought we we're supposed to, uh, I, I thought that was Professionalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I guess I'll, uh, 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 shit, uh, you know, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble? You know, but it, it was fun. Um, what started me cursing was, um, explicitly Panka Disco, uh, high, uh, uh, fuck a silver lining. Like that song, like was just, just to sing along basically. Yes. I was just sort of like, fuck a silver lining. And I'm like, yeah, it just felt like, like gospel. I was just like, this is exactly what I want to say, you know? And I was like, you know, that's what broke the chain of like not cursing. I, I was like, oh, I shouldn't curse. Like, so I always just said like what i you know like the good the good boy version of it right <laughs> hmm. but now, yeah, like, that... that's interesting i i feel like it was movies for me like movies and like tv shows because i definitely like started watching like south park and stuff at a young age too yeah but um mm-hmm. i remember watching uh i remember watching i think it was halloween um when i was like 11 ish like 11 or 12 ish and like 
hearing people cuss in that movie in fear and like hearing it psychologically, like when I would get jump scared in the movie, I would let it out too and be like, oh, wow, like nobody hears me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think it's like, I think, like, you know what I mean? We're bad at, we're, we're proving the everybody, the point everybody has of like, oh, video games make you do this, and movies and music you, make you do this. You, because mm, I, I feel like for me, it was an influence. I think the reality it was, of it is. Like, like, look, I played Congress Bad Friday when I was six years old. I turned out okay. <laughs> like yeah like yeah. the whole thing or you just had yeah. It? yeah yeah like rented it from blockbuster and like we like played it at sleepovers like we played the multiplayer we played the, the single player yeah. i feel like there were so many especially at the age of six going through blockbuster i feel like there are so many guardrails that should have stopped you i don't know way. how we got it but we got it and i played it and i was like wow this game is oh, the blockbuster what? dude wasn't like this game is rated in your child your, your mom know. I don't know. I, I you assume know. she was playing it. Wow! Which would be wild. Huh. It's like you absolutely know moms aren't playing this game. I, I like the I'm marketing. For it. it was just the black black background. Like it, like do you remember seeing the game? Like just like like yeah, yeah, the box, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. It was just black black background and it's Conker's Bad Fur Day and just said rated him. And you were like, what is this about? Why is this game rated him? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it just makes squirrel twice rated him. Uh, my god like i honestly like i sort of hope that kids like get a sort of uncensored growing up like how we did you know what i mean i think that's you how we I, mean? I think that's how we learn and stuff for sure i think i think yeah. there's definitely like over sheltering going on i got i got good friends right now with a little with a little one he's like yeah 10 11 months old he's adorable and it's very just like as a person who's seeing like a peer of mine have a kid and go through the motions yeah. of that for the first time it is interesting to see this this stuff of like you know what I mean? The stuff they want to try to shield them from. And part yeah. of me is like, I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't, but yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know the, yeah. the perspective, how much more you want to kind of protect. Cause part of me is like, I feel like you got to just super expose kids. Like, I think so. I honestly think, I think so. you got to, I mean, don't go crazy. It. Don't like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's such thing as too traumatized, but frankly, there's yeah. the right thing is the right amount of traumatized. I, you got to be I, a little traumatized. I agree personally, you know, it is, it, it, I think is like going through it like the best way is like what's necessary versus like trying to prevent things from happening. I'm like, it's only going to get worse. I think, you know, the more that like, it's just more everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. Like, Dude, I'm t- like, 10 years later, I'm like the shit I talk about the most from, you know what I mean? High school, college is like the, the fucked up stuff, the dramatic stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the stuff yeah. that's fun to think about. That's the stuff that shaped you. That's the stuff that made you. Yeah. I, I definitely remember fun times and stuff too, but I don't know. Like, you know, in it, when I was in high school, I got in trouble a lot. And my parents shipped me up to Nebraska to work all summer on a ranch. Yeah. So I uh-huh. like had, you know, just such like horrible, crazy, like learned the true meaning of life and death in a deeper way out there and stuff like that. And it's like, I look back on like, at the time I was like, this sucks. Suffering, I, like, yeah, right. My whole summer is gone. I'm all alone. Like, you know, I'm doing, you know, all kinds of cowboy shit that is not my vibe at all, but I was, yes. I was forced through it. Um, and I, I'm grateful for it now. Cause I feel like I, I've gotten to see honestly too, like a perspective on those type of rural white folks that everybody shits on now too. It's just like, you know what I mean? Cause I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know the views are problematic and stuff. but at least, at least I've got a little uh-huh. bit of an understanding of the, of the psychology and the perspective around like, you know, when you live life a certain kind of way, that's, it's, it's 
frankly, so fundamentally different from what the majority of people at this point gathered in large cities are living. It's it's different, man. You see the world different. So, it's true. Uh, I'm I'm grateful for it, but and that's, I feel like it's got to be. I'm like I don't. You got to come up with shit like that for for kids. I personally agree. Like I I think that we shouldn't try to hide this stuff. You know, it's like I um like one thing that nigerian families do you know if you're if you're really bad or you know like really raunchy i guess right they ship you out to nigeria for the summer break or whatever right um and honestly i would do that like if they do that to you, you? Know, like no not to me they almost did it to my brother though my brother like i was a good boy right i got to go that to summer dope. camps i went to nerd summer camps and it was amazing i had a great time you know like i you're too busy LARPing, bro. Experience. yes yeah. although i saw things there too that just sort of opened my eyes you know like where i was like oh <laughs> that's a different uh, yeah yeah the yeah. american oh, yeah. pie band camp version of it yeah i feel like yeah it. very much so it's like oh uh you know it felt like a movie so <laughs> very much like a sitcom yeah, yeah um but yeah my brother like he almost got shipped to nigeria for for a summer break and for me it makes sense like i mean you know sort of see what the world is like you know and like how tough it can yeah. be in other places or just different perspectives um i i think it's i i you know i'd I can't say like, oh, you should raise your kid this way or you shouldn't do it this way, right? But sometimes I do wonder like how much overparenting or how much helicoptering we do do, you know? It's like, it's sort of sucks. Like I, I have some neighbor kids, you know, like they play like in the driveway, like of all the garages, you know? Um, I'm just like, dang, like I hope they get to go out. You know, I, I understand outside is dangerous. There's a lot of cars out there. There's all different types of people. Yeah. But man, I'm like also... You got to have a chance to explore, right? But at the same time, I don't that's blame the all the fear that's, that's going too. on. Yeah, because I'm like, I mean, when I was when I was like young, like elementary school and stuff too, it was like I would get home from school and then like you know do homework or whatever, and then be gone like all my, you know what I mean, until late, yeah. and then come home. Yeah. Like I would roam yeah. around the neighborhood and do all kinds of stuff. Like I, I, I mean. Granted, I probably bordered on like probably too little supervision overall at that age. I was like completely uh-huh. unsupervised, I would say, from like age seven until like probably 15, 16, uh-huh. until people started kind of being like, hey, what's going on with you? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then they started uh-huh. sending me to Nebraska. But like, I, I think, and I think that stuff was good though. Like, it like, you know, taught you independence. It taught you to like make social connections without a parent or another friend or a crutch there kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to branch out and put yourself out there. I liked it, but also at the same time, dude, I'm looking at people, it's like, you know, if you're raising a kid during COVID, like, these are uncertain times, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got a kid I, who's so at different. home with you all day. They're part of your quarantine. They're stuck with you. Yeah. They're there <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah. it, and you're scared to expose them to other people for, a, you know, a deeper level, which is tough, yeah, too, because, like, psych- like, psychologically, that's going to take a toll on, on parents now, you know? I feel bad You're having now. kids during this time. You're trying to keep them safe, and, like, and, and more natural sheltering is going to occur. Yeah. This is the best time to be just so unattached, like, or just at least like attached with like a, a partner, right? Just a, a, a peer who is your age and you, you don't have to do too much to, for them, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is the best time, all right? Like, I'm super happy. I'm just super single and just like, okay, I'm not, I don't have to like raise another person or anything like that, you know? Like, I, I don't blame anybody, I guess, now. Everything is just so uncertain. It just seems so unfortunate in a way, but eh, we'll make it, right? Like for me, like yeah. if everything was shut down, I honestly would be sort of okay, you know, more than okay. Actually, I'd be pretty happy in a way. I'm like, cool, I'll go out, and you know, like maybe it's like, oh, maybe I do get this dog now, you know, like, or I'm just gonna keep playing video games and do what I do, right? But yeah, you know, 
when you you do have to take care of people, it's like, oh yeah, I guess you have to be really responsible, huh? But that's the thing that's nice about that, and like the thing that like you know what I mean. As I as I consider my own you know eventual um, and likely ascent or attempt at at fatherhood is also just like there is something pure about like the chapter of my life that I did lead lead much more selfishly versus a time when like what my perspective is going to look like when that type of selfishness and that type of like investment in myself is no longer possible in the same way. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I will be thrust into a, a place of having to live a more selfless existence. And I think it's like, you know, good for, for parents to, to, to exist in that way too. Cause I think they're like, I think, I think they are naturally more empathetic beings. Like I even see like my dad now, I know my, what my dad was like as a kid and he's like super squeamish with like, horror movies and all that type of shit. And I talked to him about it. He's like, I can't help. But when I see that stuff to picture it, like happening to me or happening to someone I know, like, and it's like me watching horror movies. It's like, I don't empathize with, you know what I mean? In the same way with yeah. people like that at all. I'm just like, I know that's a dumb example, but I'm just like, there's a certain <laughs> level of, I think of, of empathy that comes from that. Unless you uh-huh. suck, unless you're a shitty person, I think yeah. it probably changes you in a in, in a profound way. And I'm like excited to see what that version of my of myself could look like. But mm-hmm. right now, man, yeah, I want to be selfish as fuck. Being at home right. for COVID is like, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like we were talking about a second with music. I'm like, dude, it's like, I'm going to enjoy all the art I want to enjoy. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy anime, how I want to enjoy it. Uh, music, how I want to enjoy it. My wife, like I want to enjoy time with her, like all this kind of stuff that I, I want for me and just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, go into that's it. how I feel. Like, whereas like, I, I definitely want to, like, I think you said hit her on the head, like where I'm excited. Like, I know there's going to be a time where I just have to be less selfish. And I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, but at the same time right now, I guess, especially like, I'm just so unattached that it's just sort of like, cool, why not just enjoy this? Cause this moment probably will never happen again. Hopefully it never happens again, but at yeah, the same no time, shit, it will man. never happen again like this. Right. So it but is you're like, working, you know. What I mean, you and I have talked. It's like we're like both of us. Like it's it is it is a focus selfishness at least where it's like we are actively building ourselves up, and that is like what's important about it is like you are using that selfishness to sharpen yourself and to be around people that will sharpen you. You know what I mean? Because that's the real mm-hmm. is like whatever that stupid saying is like steel sharpens steel. So it's like part oh, yeah. of this too, mm-hmm. and my time kind of being more reflective inside is like made me think about the people that I spend time with, you know what I mean? And how I spend my time with people and like making the most out of those kind of interactions and stuff a little bit more, which is cool. Cause like, like I'm saying, like now that I'm seeing my buddy who's got this kid, it's like, it's a different dynamic, but it's beautiful. And I've seen this man become a much more loving version of himself and stuff like that. And being around him is now an investment of me, not only in him as a friend, but in him as his family, as a, as a part of my life, you know what I mean? And that's, that's really nice. It's very different, man. It's totally very different. And I've watched him just like us, like really sharpen himself and build himself up to a point of being ready. He's just a blessed and sharp dude. Him and his wife, both just sharp individuals who like really got their shit figured out. And like the timing was right for them to do the, to do the kid thing. So that's it's, it's just cool to see, man. And like, that's, that's why this is dope. good example that I've heard, you know, <laughs> not get me wrong. Like I, I'm actually pretty proud of like a lot of our peers that are starting to get kids. Like they're doing a good job, I think. Like people mm-hmm. like our age, our generation, right? Um, of like this sort of older millennial type of deal. Even younger millennials, I think, are doing pretty good. But or, I, I mean, what? not really, but like yeah. you know, kind of. Like, like, like all things considered, because I mean, I think yeah. that's the true. Um, 
level of how beat down our generation is kind of a little bit too. Yeah. You know what I mean? The silver lining yeah. here, but that the reality is, is yeah. we live in the, we live in the only period of time where this type of disaster is like somewhat like livable and mitigatable. Like, yeah. Dude, think about like Great Depression. Think about bubonic plague. Suffering. Think about Ambulance. think about like Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis. Like think about yeah. some of the Cold War. Suffering like some of the shit people have been through. The type of day to day fear people live with and stuff. Like COVID is Still definitely high. rough. Definitely not downplaying it. But like we, yes. like humanity has made it through some rough ass times. But we oh, didn't absolutely. have the ability to pop on and video chat from Dallas to LA whenever we were. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel very blessed about like how things are right now, especially like just to be a nerd right now. Look, I'm oh like, God, I'm yeah. actually having a great time because I get to have more time with the nerd stuff I want to do, you know? And then I can connect with y'all as easy as possible. Hey, you want to watch JoJo's, right? Hey, you want to yeah, watch? Hey, you want to you go? <laughs> we will tomorrow. Tomorrow we're, we, hey, got, our, hey, we hey, got our JoJo's go. date tomorrow, yeah. yeah but that's right? the thing, too. Is, dude, beautiful thing for me is like, too, is like I've loved watching how many new people because of the free time, especially early on in COVID, are like, I'm finally going to give One Piece a try. I'm finally yes. going to watch oh, man, we're gonna talk I'm finally going to get piece. into this. Yeah, let's talk about One Piece. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm finally going to get into giving this, like, you know what I mean, epic level, just really long-running stuff a shot. And I'm like, I, I've been, like, fully cheerleading. Like, go, go, Thanks. do it, Thanks. do it. Let yourself right, have I, it. I'm so happy that, like, um, I'm so happy that we get to, like, do these things. You know, I was like, this is, this is really cool. Like, it's a wonderful time to be a nerd, and it's a wonderful time to get into being a nerd. You know, I think we finally have an understanding about it uh then we you know like we caught onto it early but then like the world is like oh this stuff is actually cool you know and oh there's so much more to it than just you know we you know it's much more than just a stereotype it's much you know it's like actually like a good medium finally you know the fact that we're actually calling a medium versus just a genre you know thinking it's just some weird little outshoot from a foreign country now it's like oh it's a full medium that people should be enjoying right um and in terms of anime specifically yeah but like even beyond nerds dude it's just like it's just this there it's a good time to be passionate even better even yeah. greater because it's just like Ooh. that's really the the thing that has differentiated the most is i think like the people who've always been slower to accept nerdum or pick on nerdum are just honestly tend to be people who have less of that direct passion in their life and are just kind of floating around because it's like if there's not something that you geek out about there's not something that gets you that giddy and excited like frankly you're a little bit less interesting of a person to me you know what i mean facts i i like like, i'm trying to think of like an example of like oh that's that's not right you can't say someone's less interesting no honestly i i i think it i believe it too like you gotta have passion you gotta have the things that get you excited man because like there's some people that's like the only thing that gets them excited is like making enough money to go out and do, you know what I mean? Uh, a no, night out at the bars one time, you know, right. like, it's like, that's like what they're living for the whole time. It's just like, and then you're like, yeah. cause it's like, you have to b- bar some people that are like bars people, dude. It's like, what are you talking about? You're not into anything. I keep wondering about that too. I'm like, people just sort of stand or just, you know, drink a thing at the bar. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I've always they, seen it in TV. We've always seen it in TV. It's like, what, that's like, the same thing. It's like, what is that conversation? People pressuring each other to do different drinks, people reacting to their not drinks. Even if it, if at least they tried that, you know, like where it's like, oh, here's a different drink. It's the, it's the regular drink, right? Give me the same thing. I mean, you, you go just... physical, like you go out and dance because you're passionate about dancing, yeah. and oh, like yeah, for sure, yeah, talking about it, I guess. But like, you're doing it. You're 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 exercising it a different way. I mean, I, suppose. It, because, I mean, it even happened this this you know, a few days ago, literally, like two day, on Saturday. Like I went to a bar, 
uh and then like you know one dude just you know like he hung out with me like a whole time random guy i didn't know about that's a whole story actually but <laughs> random guy didn't like you know nice guy but uh you know he just bought just jack daniels and ice you know on on, on the rocks right and just sipped that and just stood in the corner you know and i'm just sort of like huh this is what you do and he's like yeah i just want to come to this place and just drink but i didn't have anything to talk to him about i was like well i'm here to dance so you know cool <laughs> wait wait what what so he what he just he, he just did exactly all that like just does he drink. like watching people dance does he like trying I different guess. drinks what's the what's no the he line? just drank the same does he try to meet else? people i don't know i don't think so i don't know i mean just an introvert who wants to get some perspective you know maybe i don't he know just wants yeah, to see different stuff that's interesting yeah. I guess so, but I mean, it was hard to like talk to him about all this. Like, okay, how come? Why? But you know, it was just like, okay, cool. But he just hung around me the whole time. <laughs> huh? I mean, clearly he had an interest in some. What? I don't know. He just followed me into a bar, and then he was just sort of like, "Hey, I'm gonna stick with you." I'm like, "Good for okay, you." I guess dude. I don't. You know, it's like I'm. I'm just here to dance. <laughs> You gonna dance? I don't know. It was a weird night. It was a weird time. Like it, it was a weird time for Good sure. Good on you for being such a nice guy, though, dude. I'm so not inviting like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, I do. Okay, well, I guess mm, I'm gonna tell the story about what happened this weekend to me. All right, nothing bad happened. Nothing bad at all happened. But it was just like, oh, this is just all strange, right? So, so <laughs> I opened up this right. can of worms. I'm just sort of like, I, I here's right. the story here. So, and I actually haven't told anyone this, but I want to tell you, but I'm like, should I say this on podcast? But I'm like, fuck it. Let's just say it, all right? So. You can edit <laughs> it out after if you want to. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what happened was, um, <laughs> so I went, I went um, to a bar. So I went to a comedy show. Comedy show was good, right? Uh, Andrew Schultz. I, I had a good time. Um, you know, I also, I wish that people were allowed to joke about flagrant things. You know, I, I'm sort of mad how people get so offended that someone said anything offensive you know they talked about something offensive you know that's something i really dig about yeah. comedy uh, comedians you know like where uh, they say offensive things and then it makes you think you laugh about it because it's like oh this is bad but you know it's not like I, I wish that people would get less offended about jokes being made so anyway, that's I think a, whole a lot of comedians thing. aren't even immune to it, though. Honestly, though, man, I don't think I don't think a lot of comedians are immune to it. And frankly, I think it was always the same way. I think it was always with a positioning of meaning to be thought provoking and kind of like mm. draw awareness to it. I think uh, I think the world just wasn't ready to see those guys as as honestly like uh, you know mm. poets and performers in the way they do now. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point. I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, hopefully things are getting better. I'm just seeing more and more, especially like on Twitter and such. It's just sort of like, yo, y'all need to chill. Like, stop getting mad at a comedian talking about, you know, offensive things. You know, we know these things are offensive. Okay. I cool. just think the pendulum will swing back at some point. I think people are going to get bored about bored of this shit, honestly. Like, it's just trendy to be a shithead right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if, a cancel kind of person. And like, there's a level of that culture that I think is good and was needed and stuff like that. But like we, mm -hmm. we've, we swung too far. I think we're going to swing back. I think it's going to be fine to me. It's just like, I'm not doing the social media thing in the same way. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna let right. you guys get it all out of your fucking mm -hmm. system. And maybe this can be a fun place for me again. One yeah, day. Right no, now it's so ruined every platform for various smart, reasons. 
smart man yeah stay off of it like i i'm having a good time it is dangerous waters but i think luckily because of my job i'm like okay here's how to you bring the right energy to it dude though you know what i mean you bring the right energy to it i can't like you're just too positive like i get on there and then i'll like i'll be like you know what i'm bigger than this and then 10 minutes later i'll be like this (laughs) fucking you know i'm like i I can't i i i know um i know my my flaws too well to know that it's not it's not the right climate for me anymore you know you know good good on you and also right now i'm i think i'm on it like a little bit too much because i'm like oh maybe i can find a girlfriend on here people do that right but <laughs> so yeah uh, so friday i go out all right go out to a dance spot like after the comedy show um and i'm having a pretty good time right chick comes up to me and she is righteous bro I'm like like this is exactly like dork she's dorky she's you know Rubbing on, I'm sweaty, all right? Like, I'm sweating my ass off because I'm dancing, of course, right? Although, I feel like I sweat a little bit too much. I'm not sure what's up with that. Anyways, <laughs> wear black shirts. So, um... Give me a sweaty man. Just do it, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Well, anyways, this chick is like... Dancing, she's like, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm glad people understand, but I do feel like it turns people off. Like, they just see how sweaty I am when dancing. I was like, hey, you guys want to just... Uh, don't worry about that. It's just... It's really sweat. <laughs> you know uh, it's clean sweat it's clean yeah. <laughs> um but um man like I, like i'm still a little sore about it actually so like this chick is like righteous honestly right but i get her, she gives me her phone number and her instagram all right but then i hit her up the next day you know i had she adds me on her instagram and she's actually like married with a baby and i was like uh why gosh darn it so it i go back like out that just was not the vibe that was being put down at the moment uh, it, not at all like i was i didn't know at all you know that she was married with a baby like <laughs> you know so i was just like what a what a wild turn and just <sighs> sad because she was really hot bro so anyways you gotta go out saturday let me let me just try again all right so I meet that guy, I go to this one club because I get a flyer for a club I've been to, right? He's waiting outside of the bar. He's like, hey, is this place cool? I'm like, I went here once and it was cool. So sure. He comes with me. He's like, let me get you a drink. I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I drink what you drink. Guy Jack Daniels on the rocks. I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, <laughs> you know I guess I'll- Kind of gross, but fine, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just real like, not really, you know, type of bar drink I'm hoping to do, but whatever, right? Um. And they're playing like goth music at this place, you know. This uh, I, last time when I went there, they're playing house music, so it was easy to dance to. This time, just sort of goth, you know, just uh, da, 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 you know, just like yeah, this is cool, but not my vibe, you know. <laughs> I came here for hoping, yeah. you know, hoping for like a hopping type of vibe, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go to another bar, right? And he's like, okay, let's go. I'm like. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> so I drive him to. Yeah, I know I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, <laughs> you're wild. To, man. You're wild. I know. I'm, yeah, I've been saying fuck it a lot more. You know, especially like here, I'm in LA. I I have some friends out here, but not really yet. You know, like I have some friends. Things were going well really as soon well. as you moved out there, man. You got locked in your yeah, apartment. Unfortunately, yeah. that's the thing. Because like I was starting to make friends. It was actually great, fantastic. I even had like a one piece Sanji day. That was a wonderful hangout session, right? But Corona, anyways, huh. yeah. So starting to get back to hangouts with people. Anyways, I'm going out more so I can hopefully meet people and hopefully fix my girlfriend situation I've been complaining about forever. 
that whole thing on Friday, I was like, I got to go back out there and try again. All right? At least I got like the attention, right? So I go out and meet this dude. This dude sticks with me like the whole evening. And at the end of the night, he's like, hey, how about a hug, man? I'm like, I guess. And he's like, how about a kiss, man? I'm like, oh, no, I'm good, bro. Oh, Get shit, down. he was coming on you. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, come with me to my car. I'm like, I'm Gotcha, good. gotcha. Yeah, I'm like, oh, why is this? I Just being nice. I thought this guy was just, because he was like an immigrant from someplace else. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, just, you know, more intimate <laughs> or something, you know. But, Poor guy, dude. Oh, well. He was just out there trying to meet people too, you know. Yeah, damn. but I'm just sort of like, damn. So now I'm like, how do I feel? I don't know. But <laughs> so, anyways, that was like that. I just had to finish the story of what I had brought up. I didn't mean to bring it up, but anyways, back to the story of like people just nah, feel, going yeah. to bars feel, and just yeah. drinking. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta tell you this, but I'm like, fuck it, I'll just tell the story. Anyways, that's how my weekend was, you know. It's just keep on going to bars and just dance my ass off. And then, Oh, some weird random encounters going to happen. We'll see what's going to go down. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool though, man. Honestly, cause like, I'm still really not, I'm still really not getting out there like that at this point. Like hey, you don't have to, I'm definitely, I'm, going doing, out, I'm, definitely like, I'm definitely seeing people more, but I'm not like, I haven't been, I dude, I haven't been out to a bar probably since the, this. Oh, yeah, That's true. Is it? Yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have. Yeah, Maybe like good. in a smaller capacity, but like I've been to restaurants and stuff like that too. And I'm yeah. going to Austin for Labor Day weekend and stuff like that. So yeah, also, yeah, I got I got people there and I'm gonna go see them and stuff. So I'll probably be out a little Sixth bit more, street? but um no, I'm probably not Sixth Street. The new there's the new street now, dude. There's the new bar street. Oh. Um, Ooh. see I'm getting I old. Remember. I don't even know what's what's popping in the streets anymore. I can't remember what it's called now, man. I can't remember. But it's I I did my bachelor party out there too, and it was a great time. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah. That's a good spot. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, I can't freaking remember the name of it. You know, I don't know. There's another street, but yeah, it, it's it's a good place to be. So we'll see. I'll I'll try and get out and, and and see what that vibe is like. Now, I just I mean, honestly, I haven't I haven't super missed out on it for certain reasons. And I feel like, like I said, man, just like for the most part, I'm like spending more time with like my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not even in terms of like a small circle necessarily, but just like like hitting the people that I really want to see. As yeah. opposed, and spending less time with just the kind of like you know random mutuals Everybody. that I don't yeah that I just kind of like dealt with I got I definitely yeah. got some people that's like I wish I could connect with again too it's been too long just not as much opportunity or like just mm-hmm. frankly like friends of mine that just like have not been playing it as safe and cool with the whole COVID thing that I'm just like there's people who I'm risking it for man and it's not you I like love you but like I'll see it in eight months when we get through this shit you know yeah like, that is what it is that tough conversation. Like, remember that when COVID was first starting up and you were coming out to hang out with me and we were like, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. maybe we shouldn't uh, do it. And you're all yeah. pissed off. You're like, dude, what are you, like, come on. Like, we got to be together now. I was like, no, yeah. bro, together is how we spread it. We got to, yeah. we got to keep a distance. Like, it was literally it like the weekends that the shutdowns were starting to happen. And it was just sort of like, oh, just well, maybe, you know, maybe you catch it early and then we just don't hang out. Right. But eh. it's a wise idea. You know, I think that's wise on how to, to be, with people you gotta do that these days you know like it's still unfortunately like really crazy it's about to get crazier um and now it's just beginning so much more of a cultural thing it's so weird yeah but that's and that's strange. the thing too is like because i mean dude i empathize a little bit with the reality of just like also like you still gotta like fucking live your life you know what i mean I you still gotta like you're, you don't gain anything from just like being a depressed paranoid person 
in your house by yourself, you know, like that's not mm-hmm. like, call, like, you know what I mean? Calling agoraphobia your martyrdom, I don't think is really, you know, a better, a better way to live, but there's, there's a balance and there's just general safety. And that's my thing is like, I see a lot of the people who in my life that are still doing the general safety thing. And beyond that, sometimes it's just tough, but like, I mean, you and I hang every time you come into town and everything too. So we've, you know, we've, we've made yeah. it work. And I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, like definitely we're trying to be safe. I think like there's always been a balance. There should be a balance about this whole thing. You know, I, I, I'm sort of mad about like how it's like, um, especially with people who don't want to do it at all. It's just sort of like this thing doesn't exist and y'all are crazy for being afraid of this. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing that's like the biggest bummer about like the other side right now. But, uh, um, you know, like I do I agree. It's like, I you don't gotta, get where like, it comes from. Yeah. it's just being contrarian unfortunately like versus like trying to to see a solution you know because i agree like i don't look i'm I'm not saying like we should go like everyone should be double masked you know maybe we should be but at the same time i'm like let's be rational about how we we try to live our lives humans aren't meant to be isolated like this from each other like you know it's not really supposed to be a natural thing quarantine even like 14 days alone for a person is enough to break a lot of people right uh um yeah eh, but you know so i think there should be type some type of balance but i do wish that people would take it seriously together so we can just sort of get past this but uh that's just continuous like how do we fix stupid right <laughs> yeah that's the thing man like, i, I, I should say like, stupid i should say base emotions really you know it's like in a fear this fear or this sort of uh the five emotions you know like when you're going through like a traumatic time not necessarily stupid but i do wish that people would just be aware i guess right you know denial the it's weird where it comes from too because like i just see people posting and shit on facebook like i see the people like talking about this kind of thing and it is it is weird how like certain pieces of news and tidbits you know what i mean are Mm -hmm. overshared with a certain indexing of people and things like that it's just like it's kind of tough, the people that become victim to it. And the reality is, I think, just like the nature of how much our lives have been infiltrated by, you know what I mean, the the algorithms of Google and Facebook and all this kind of stuff. Like, I think there's some way that there's there's rhetoric that's been that's been pervasive enough to get inside of all of us, like to some yeah. degree. And oh, like, yeah. I think that definitely is a, a thing for tribalism, because like, as hard as we're saying, like, it's reactionary, and we want to cling away from people who you know what I mean? Think differently than us about COVID and stuff. At the same time, it's just kind of like that division and and stuff was there before that too. Mm-hmm. Like this was definitely like a powder keg to set it off a little bit further, like a big catalyst. But yeah, I don't know. They're like that that was already there and already brewing. And I think you know what is going on online. The amount of information that we've been given to process is is making that more difficult. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's just tough. It's it's just t- it's tough to watch everything kind of descend back into like a level of, you know, cyber tribalism or something like, yeah, but I don't know. Cause it's tough too. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, I got people in my family that are big Trumpers. I got friends who are kind of like more in the, in the central lane now. And even the people in the central lane, I'm like, what is there to be on the fence about at this point? You know what I mean? And like, and then, then that's me driving the polarization. You know what I mean? That's me yeah. divided. You know what I mean? Driving that division further, but it's still just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, it, it has come to a point. Where it's like, I, I can't get how you don't fall from one side of the fence, to the other. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, definitely like I'm 
uh, like I'm tribalist myself too. I'm trying not to be, but at the same time I am, if I'm going to be honest. Right. And I'm trying to like be more empathetic, I guess, to the other side. Cause definitely I understand like the fear. I understand um, the hesitation. I just wish that we could like really have like the conversation, you know, like, and unfortunately, like it's just, we're just being contrarian to each other at this point, you know, like even now, like, Oh, a big excuse for a lot of people was, Oh, we're not going to get this vaccine because, Oh yeah. Like it just got um, FDA, FDA approved, approved. Right? Yeah. But you know, how many of those people are now going to go back on what they said and, you know, get this, you know, vaccine. Right. I mean, FDA approvals wasn't enough for a lot of people beforehand. So, you know, it's like, Oh, wait a second. Uh, is this like a real, a real goalpost? Now let's move it. Um, yeah, I don't true. know. It's kind of like, keep... what level was that just an excuse? Honestly, yeah. you know, like yeah. what level was it? Like, I won't get it until it's FDA approved just as a, to be able to say you had a reason not to get it. Man. Yeah. What a time. Like, I do hope that we get through. Well, we'll, we'll one way have to, uh, one way or another have to get through this virus unless it wipes us all out and it's just last of us style. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, I do think it's going to be one of those things like I do. I do feel like at this point it is going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, like the flu shot. Like it's just this kind of thing that you're always kind of like dealing with the background. Like think about all like people have like vaccines is crazy. I mean, think about how many vaccines you had to have before you even like left the hospital and shit. I wish people would think about that. It's like, I mean, even to get like a government job to join a military to, you know, be a policeman or whatever. Right. You you, to go to a hospital. You had to get all different types of vaccinations for um tetanus or i mean just even beforehand all the hepatitis stuff that we had to go through right is like when the hpv thing uh isn't that a vaccine uh there i don't know i know there's like i know there's virus i think there's a vaccine for stuff that that can cause i don't know if there is one for that specifically yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna right. act like I know enough about that necessarily. Yeah. But I, think I mean, I, think very good. I mean, like polio. You know, it's nice to not mm-hmm. have polio. That was a real thing. That was a problem. You know. Yeah. So, but I, no one knows about it today. I mean, like you ask a kid what's polio, they'll be like a shirt. You know. <laughs> so it's. I mean, you, you look know, at the kids getting measles not... like last year, or whenever that was too, because yeah, their parents were breaking up. Like the, yeah. yeah, the measles vaccine and stuff. It's just like <sighs> that's pretty tangible evidence of what of what happens, but. Should be, but you know, I don't know. It is wild shit. It is wild shit. It's hard to it, it's hard to reconcile, but yeah. Let's talk about something like talk about yeah. One Piece. <laughs> Do you read the chapter? You read last? This yeah. Oh chapter? yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I just read it. Um, uh, what just happened again? Like they? Let me see. I I gotta remember like what just happened because the I, last panel was the biggest deal. But I mean. My, I think honestly, like probably top three One Piece chapters I've ever read was ten twenty one. Was yeah. fucking Robin, dude. Just yeah. Oh man. Just having the moment I've, and the freedom I've always wanted to have. It was beautiful to watch. And then we go to this week is you know Zoro and um, Sanji. Yeah. The making their big breakback. I was shocked yeah. to see uh, Marco kind of like willingly take a back seat to it. You know what I mean? That kind of threw yeah, me I'm, off. I thought he'd be more about it, but I guess like he's tired or something like that. I don't know. Or he's, he's tired. Just... I don't know, dude. I feel like Marco. I feel like Marco is like. Uh, I feel like he's the ultimate inheritor of Whitebeard's will in a way. Because you know how mm-hmm. Whitebeard kind of like the floor was open for Whitebeard to try to be king of the pirates. He never yeah, like he really it. did it. He didn't necessarily have like that ambition. He like had his family and stuff like that. And I just like I feel like that's where Marco's at a little bit. 
little bit too. I think Marco's just kind of like whatever because he even says something along the lines of like, you know, I mean, I'll let the stars take the yeah, show or something shine. like that, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and then to have that be juxtaposed immediately with you know Zoro and Sanji talking about we're about to see a glimpse of Luffy as the king of the pirates and shit. I was like, damn. That's hype. I kept. I've been. I've been with the. Uh, I've been with the theories that they're going to lose the raid. Honestly, but after this one, I'm like, I feel like. I feel like this is it. It's a little too similar to the to the Do Flamingo formula uh-huh. here, where yeah, he yeah. gets beat and runs away and comes back and stuff. And I would yeah, love yeah. to just see Luffy just like. We got to retreat. Just take somebody on without it being, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Halfway through uh, retreat and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody he's fighting is taking a half break retreat from him and coming back i want to see him in those shoes i have the utmost faith in oda you know it's like i i don't even like start to think about like um theories as much right now because i'm just sort of like i i have no clue like where things are going and i just want to be surprised and i have been surprised so many times already so um yeah let's go you know like i i I think Oda is going to like do something like this, you know, like what he is doing. He's going to do something that shocks us all. Like, I mean, like I, yeah. I, I keep, I don't know like how things are going to go down. <laughs> you know, it's like this whole thing has just been wild. Um, I don't know. Shoot. I wish we were like a little bit like this is also just this area that we're in in one piece. has just been so, so much is happening that like, it is nice to slow down with the anime and it's, it's, it's nice to just take a back seat and sort of turn my brain off in a bit and just be like, oh my gosh, this is some crazy thing that I didn't know was going to happen. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I, I do know what you mean, but I feel like I don't experience it with One Piece, honestly. Yeah, because you're thinking. Like, you're, you're I thinking do experience heavy. this. Yeah, I think heavy about One Piece, honestly. Like, I, I, I think the theory end of it for me is like, it's so hard to escape from. And it's not about not having faith in Oda or like even trying to like figure out what the story is. It's just so much about like trying to understand like what's going to resonate. What, what are the things people are kind of catching on to? What are the things that matter? Like, you know, you think about every arc of one piece, you think about every character story and all this kind of stuff. Like one piece is so dense and there's a reality of like, after the fact, there's only X percentage of every arc that like really retains some level of prominence in the zeitgeist. Like that people that like the community talks about that people care about and things like that. And, and it's kind of like, for me, part of knowing like and trying to figure out where these theories lie and how things are going to net out is part of trying to like crack that code a little bit of like, what of this is going to be the stuff that like really resonates that makes an impact that 10 years after one piece is over, like people are going to be talking about still, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like the shit that was cool for a chapter and moving yeah. on. Cause like, that's been me for this whole like act three raid is like, there's so much going on. Great moments, like thrill to read every chapter has got something to drop. But, but when you've got like, yeah. yeah, exactly. What sticks like, when 30 chapters back to back all drop mm-hmm. a thing? You know what I mean? Like exactly. which one of these moments is truly going to stand out? And for me, I think the Robin moment, taking down Black Maria, is yeah. is is easily the biggest standout of all the confrontations that have happened. Besides, well, besides maybe the, I don't know, actually, I take it back. No, I think it's like one, the only like one. real confrontation to have been finished in a way, right? Like everything else has just been like so ongoing, you know, like Nami versus, Nami and Usopp versus Big Mom, right? Still ongoing. Um, yeah. Frankie just finished the Sasuke. Sasaki, but they just, but they just 
like did they but that's the thing they off screened that they yeah. off screened Frankie beating Susaki. They off screen Jim Bay beating who's who. who's who. It was just yeah. them laying down and they're like the Toby Ro- Robo's beating. I'm just like, what? Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think they're setting up the anime well in that way so yeah. they can kind of like think flesh that stuff cool out. Watch. Yeah, exactly. They're going to go bigger with it. They're going to go bigger with it for sure. Yeah. Because, man, like, I, I definitely feel like the pressure of like, you got to explain everything that's going to happen here in this manga. But. You know, just there's no time, and then all you know, I, I want to go on vacation too, right? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely want Oda to keep on going. Like, uh, I mean, I'm excited, like, like, it's like, I, I, I like the, the theorizing part of it all. I think for me, it's like also, it's like, it feels like almost like a spoiler, like, where I'm like, oh, that could happen, I didn't think about that, you know, well, bro. Like, it, ne- it so rarely does, or if it does, it's only like pieces of it. I will say, though, I will say, uh, this last, um, I was watching uh, O'Hara. Have you seen O'Hara's uh-huh. big theory thing that he put uh-huh. out? A lot of I'm people talking it. about it. Uh-huh. Oh, you should watch it. You should. I feel like I sent it to you. you, you... I, I feel don't like think I sent so. it to you. Send it to me again. I saw a solid, yeah, I, you, super recently. I saw a solid uh, O'Hara theory, and it, you know he had some clickbait-ass title that was like, you know, the best One Piece theory ever. And it was, it was, it was pretty interesting and had some weight to it. But then, uh, what's his name? Grand Line Review did a very good response video where he kind of picked apart the pieces of the argument that were valid versus uh-huh. the stuff that was kind of just like, uh, you know, coincidentally convenient or something uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. which was interesting to sift through. Um, followed by Grand Line Review doing his own theory about uh, Blackbeard, which is really good. So there's been like, uh-huh. okay, I just like that it gets people thinking, it gets people talking, it gets people it looking does. at. Because dude, like otherwise, like if nobody dug into this and tried to find this, no, stuff, I'm, glad like, people, I'm glad that people. I'm glad the details. Do, like like the I love Uda that layers do. in are yeah. like overlooked. They're wasted. All that yes. effort is wasted if we're not. If we're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, like, look, I'm not saying like I don't. I don't think theories are bad or dumb. Like, I think they're actually, like, the best thing ever. I'm super happy that they exist. For me personally, I think, like, that's just, just like, the feeling, you know? Like, where if uh, people ask me, like, what are my theories? And I'm just sort of like, well, I want to see these things, but I don't know anything about them. And I just, I don't have any clues, really. Or, you know, like, I'm not paying attention that deep. Maybe I should. Maybe I should watch more theories. Like, because sometimes I feel like I'm going to get spoiled. And I'm like, but what if it does happen like this? Uh, You know? <laughs> you well, there's, know? A, there's a balance, though. There's just a balance of, like... There's a balance of not just subscribing to a theory because you saw a theory and you're surrounded in that headspace. And then there's also a balance of like being able to still have depth and enjoyment with the thing. Cause like my, my, my challenge to you, not an accusation is just mm-hmm. like, if you, if you're not thinking that hard and you're just kind of like, hell yeah, daddy Oda, whatever you're going to feed me <laughs> this week. Ah, you know what I mean? I'm going to take it in. Like, like that's like, that's tight, but it's like, you know what I mean? At, when when would you say your fandom was the deepest with One Piece? At a time when you were accepting the chapter every week or at a time when you were really like so hyped up that you couldn't imagine what was going to come ne- next and were hyped to think about it? You know what I mean? That could just be fatigue. In my in my mind, hearing you say this stuff and, uh, you know, my, one of my coworkers who you know well says this kind of stuff too about theories. To me, it's just like these are a couple of vets who have fatigued because they've been on this train for so long. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just still in the, in the hype because like, I'm late like, to the party. Recently. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So just mm. like the hype is still there for me. And I just like, I found the right moment to be. Yeah. Be, to really on the hype, it. You know? Yeah. I think maybe it is fatigue. Cause like, you know, like when you first like catch up with one piece, then like, it's like, Oh, I want to see like what, you know, like everything that can happen with it. And for me, it's like, 
I've been caught it for so long that I'm like, hmm, I've been bamboozled so many times that I'm like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> you know, but also I'm just not, like, I don't think I'm as detail oriented as like, I would like to be like with, you know, like some people, like, for example, every time I go on a One Piece podcast, I love those guys, but I, I feel like I don't keep up with them as well because I'm not as like detail oriented or like remembering of every aspect as they are. They, they remember like everything super well, you know, and I'm like, uh, uh that guy yeah you know <laughs> so it, yeah it's big it's, time it's and, awesome. that's, and that's real depth too those guys are those guys are like wicked deep and i feel yeah. like i would have a blast honestly yeah. like in that vibe and like if i took the time to dig that deep um yeah you would have i, a great I feel time, like right? i think i would but i think there's a level of um there's a law of diminishing return there where like mm. what you're getting back for the level of detail and time and energy put in it's just like <laughs> Not something I can. De- I feel like I can dedicate that wholeheartedly to one thing. Yeah, that's um, true. But I have a big question for you. I have a big question for you in mm-hmm. reaction to this, Austin. And I want to know too. And it can be a new. It can be an old. It can be even non-anime. Mm-hmm. What is? Because I like One Piece is your favorite anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time, right? Okay. Yes. What is the? What is any other or the closest other piece of like entertainment media that you feel is like? match your match that level of like hype investment you know emotional attachment etc uh to you like what comes like to mind to one piece sorry yeah 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 and like what comes to mind because like i i've been asked at least like my top three anime for so long right um and like it's always I like changing. i know what they are but i feel like yeah i feel like you change them yeah number two my two number two series of all time is Gurren Lagann uh, because I used to feel like the very shy kid. And then like, it was like through like a series of things, including that show that sort of, uh, enticed me to become, um, more like, let's take on the world and see what happens, you know, type of vibe, you know? Um, and like, it's been so important. Like, you know, that's why, like, I'm not sure, like, it still is like a banger series to me as my number two. Um, but it's, it sort of inspired me to become, you know, like larger than life, really, you know, like that's like an aim of mine now. Um, even before I saw it, no. After I saw it, yes. I was like, I want, I want to be, you know, at least have a hand in like sort of shaping like how the universe spins, right? <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I would say it's like, it was consciously because of anime, you know. Um, another title, or I guess like another thing, another thing that's outside of, that would be you know like in music it was kid cuddy and lupe because it was and kanye and gambino like all those guys that you know you had mentioned earlier before like those guys showed me is like oh okay i don't have to be like the default you know black guy you know i can be like my own flavor of whatever it is and you know really succeed you know and then also like those particular guys showed me how to deal with um trials you know to make it um something more optimistic at least that's how i take it so um yeah i like that question how about you um first i gotta say i love because you and i have talked about your like i feel like we've had this conversation many times about like your like especially like just it adolescent and like racial identity specifically in those artists too and like the kind of like narrative that you found and saw in their storytelling is like I didn't even think necessarily to go to a music place with it, but I think that's really cool that you 
do you feel that kind of level of, of depth and kind of kindredness with it? Because for me, I feel like it's like, it's so hard to do it with music for me in the same way. And honestly, I think yeah. just like, frankly, like as a white dude, it would almost be disingenuous for me to say that I had that same level type of, like hip hop for me is all, is all, is like about a love of several things, but it's not nest like it is about the new perspective. Like mm-hmm. it's about a radically different perspective that like in, except for in very specific circumstances, people from my background have a lot harder time like getting to experience and explore and like understand with. And the the thing is like the abstract ways or the emotional ways that I find kindred, like, you know what I mean? Similarity with that perspective is like, I think fundamentally how we can like culturally bridge the gap and connect to one another and like get things out of art together. You know what I mean? That's what it is for me. I think that's, that's a special transformative thing, but in a way it's hard for me to relate you know what I mean? As, as directly, I think it's yeah. just, it's just part of I know of what you mean. Yeah, like, since it's like, it's, it, hip hop is like so built on racial identity, you know? So. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, as it very well should be, and as a lot of like musical art forms and other art forms mm-hmm. are too. So just kind of like, you know, not nothing that takes it away from my single favorite music yeah. genre ever, mm-hmm. whether or not the level of my belonging and it is what it is. It's my favorite. It's what I love. You know what I mean? So just kind of like, it, it it's is. a genuine love that is like, no one should be ever a you know no one could ever really tell you that you don't belong in it with it because of how much you do support it but at the same time you know i'm glad you have like that awareness of like okay you know like the cultural identity is like so deep and you know it was different from what you had but yeah i I like that i like that understanding but maybe in the same way it does answer the question a little bit because i think part of it for me is like I like being I like being challenged by entertainment media in one way or another. I like I like to be challenged in terms of like something that I either like culturally believe or like intellectually believe, et cetera, by um, um, anime. And I feel like stuff like uh, One Piece and Naruto, which you obviously know, is extremely near and dear to my heart. Yeah. As much as I do love and cherish One Piece, and One Piece has become you know a huge part of my life. It has become a corner piece, a, a unforgettable chapter of my career that is continuing to unfold that I'll never forget. You know what I mean? That I will continually be thankful for every day mm-hmm. um, is, is One Piece. But Naruto is almost like if I didn't have the relationship I had with Naruto, I don't think I would have had the opportunity that I had with One Piece. So it's like yeah. there's just kind of that reality to it there. Um, but I think with both of those shows specifically and that type of storytelling, shown in storytelling, it's just as like as I, you know, I mean, I was the target market of line and sinker. It was just like that type of storytelling resonated with me in a way. It made me believe that I could be great and that I could be not ho-hum and that I had more power than I believed, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So it's like that stuff did resonate a lot at a young age. And just like in a way you grow up and you grow past that. But at the same time, it's like you stay true to holding on to like, making sure those childlike dreams and ambitions stay core to who you are so you can be passionate, you know what I mean? And keep going. So even when, even when shit is very difficult, like it has been the past several years. So just like, yeah, I mean, that shit is super deep for me. Um, Let's see. I think like stuff like Fooly Cooly um, and even Gellion were really big for me. I think, also too, kind of like I see I see those two shows kind of as like the flip side a little bit because it's two male protagonists who are young that I obviously like identify with that um were totally powerless. You know what I mean? Who kind yeah. of are like oh, wow. at the whims of like 
society or humanity or just like the inevitability of existence and things like that and kind of had to like really struggle and just grind through it for like for no thank you and for no real benefit other than to just like get by get through another day you know what i mean and i think i resonated with that message as as much as i did um the other one so i think those two things as as a contrast are both are both really big for me that's a great answer it's really actually (laughs) Yeah, cause I was just watching uh, Evangelion rebuild movies, and oh, man. I'm trying. I, I gotta rewatch those. Yeah, because uh, I want to see the last one. You know, so yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, and uh, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I don't think I think I have like less empathy for Shinji this time around than I did like really. I, I think so, in a way. Interesting, but also because I guess maybe I could have been just so shonenized at this point. It's like just take advantage and just. Do what you want, Shinji. You know, but at the same time, because like, I, I, like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Also, here's the thing. Here's one thing. With Shinji, I'm like, bro. Priority number one should be survival. All right, survive past these angels, and then survival. <laughs> then priority number two, then find love. All right, self actualize yeah, yeah, yeah. after we survive. All right, <laughs> it's like stop crying right now. I understand this shit is hard. I it's scary. I don't blame it, bro. But at the same time, you need to do your best right now because otherwise. We're all going to die. Why can you do this? I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, stop asking these questions right now. We'll figure it out after the fact, right? <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what I'm you got to think about this. You got to think about this. Yeah. For for Evangelion, because I, I, I think that's super apt. I think you got to think about when in your real life, when in yes. your real life are you able to only focus and solely focus and dive in on one thing? Never. You're never able to be just the guy who's pushing on his career, who's yeah, not worried. True. You know what I mean? Like, who, wherever you are, the reality of of life and existence is just like you are being smattered with all of these things, and your and yourself is spread in all these directions. And and Shinji didn't want to get in the fucking robot. He felt pressure to do it, and he wanted to try and claim and hang on to any. I mean, Shinji is a pathetic character. Like I acknowledge yes. that. But if you look at Shinji through <laughs> your even eyes as a now, kid. As yeah. an adult who's achieved versus like a kid who like, t- I, I don't I think a kid credit. should watch Evangelion. I but like I resonate. So I, look, 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 I think we, you know? I think every kid should watch Evangelion. All right, it Damn. is like yes, I watched it when I was in seventh grade, and you That's know, not a kid though, thirteen, you can watch it at thirteen. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you should watch it at thirteen. You know, I think okay. kids should be able. I was to like, watch I was like a kid, no. not like six, but like yeah, 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 thirteen, yeah, seventh grade, yeah, for real. Like, I think like boom. <laughs> that's you know that's a great time for for someone to watch it you know like this is what the real world's like <laughs> it sort of sucks sometimes you know and like i mean it's I, true and like I resonating felt- with the helplessness like that's to me is like shinji is shinji is like along for the ride because like that dude is that like not how yeah he very much is. feels like all you want to do is get in the driver's seat and then you get in the driver's seat and you're like oh shit i could crash this car yes. you know what i mean uh-huh. like, and like that's like it's just like i don't know it just it's just the reality of wanting to grow up fast and yeah. having more responsibility than he realizes. And like even like Nauta in, in Fooly Cooly too is like, you know, his whole thing is kind of like being in a hurry to grow up, but like the way he wants to grow up and his, the ways he even sees what maturity and adulthood is are, are so fundamentally, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Immature and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he wow. starts drinking. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> the whole show just like, 
when yeah. he's when he transitions yeah. to drinking the non-sweet drink he drinks uh-huh. the bitter drink or the spicy yeah, yeah. drink or whatever to see yeah. more adult and stuff like that he's like that's what <laughs> it was I'm like did we not all hang on to something like that of like when i'm older i'll not only drink beer but i'll like the taste of beer or like you know something like that. yeah or like yeah, i'll like this point. thing i'll like the vegetables or whatever the fuck wow. you know i love that's that shit. very good insight <laughs> uh it's a good show it is honestly. I do need to rewatch that. Like I, I, I love this fully cool. It's just six episodes, not one piece. Six episodes, and then you know. Uh, so you which know, is why they, it's also the perfect. You understand? It's the, yeah. it's the perfect. You know, dichotomy between between One Piece and and fully cool and Naruto and One Piece and even go into Evan Gillian, right? Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Perfect ratio, right there. They, they go, they go well together. They go That's well together. Exactly. It. I, you know, Evan Gillian. I think the my last point about it is like I, I do agree. But, you know, like one thing, like my favorite example of like taking control of helplessness is like seeing Uncle Iroh in jail. You know, mm-hmm. you see Uncle I like uh, Uncle Iroh and Avatar gets, you know, taken into jail. Right. And yeah. even when he's in jail, he is doing everything he can to be ready. You know, it's like, yes, this shit sucks. You don't know what's going on, on the outside. You don't know what's going on with your nephew. You don't know what's going on with the world and what's going to if they're going to execute you real soon. But he got ready. You know, he was like, I'm just going to work out as best I can. And then when it was time to bust out, he bust out. You know, and like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that always happens. But I guess it's just sort of like, and like, of course, Shinji has more excuse. Uncle Iroh is a freaking uh, old man, veteran. Whereas Shinji is just a kid who's just seeing this shit for the first time. Yeah, yeah. The experience, yeah. But. I do, I would, you know, like, and like, don't get me wrong. Shinji does try. He does try a lot, you know. But so he maybe doesn't I should... have the most, he doesn't have, he doesn't have stick to He doesn't have yeah. much in terms of willpower or like, yeah. you know what I mean? He doesn't have, he doesn't, and honestly, that reminds me too, because I'm like, you know, other, the other big piece of like, I think one of the other most influential pieces of media in my entire life was like, as a kid, I was obsessed with the Green Lantern. I love the Green Lantern. Um, lifelong fan of those comics. Like comic. Okay, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like the movie. <laughs> I like right when else. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I I had the worst food poisoning uh, when I see, saw that movie. Oh my god! You got I fucking Clockwork Orange, dude. The Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they made you sick and then sent you in just like oh, everybody man, else. I ate some movie, some AMC pizza. I don't know, and I just had the worst night the the next day after. But anyways. that's rough. Yeah. I mean, I, like I like I was excited for the movie. I remember seeing the movie. I went to midnight release for it. I was super hype about it. I, I, I and I went in. It was just totally crushed by. It. And I even loved yeah. Ryan Reynolds as casting. Yeah, I even thought I thought he was hasn't ruined excellent. He's still making money. Yeah, I just thought he was an excellent casting for Hal Jordan. I just thought he made so much sense at the time. I was so on board with it. But it's yeah. what it is. It's what it is. Yeah. But I loved that was one thing your, your uncle Iroh comment reminded me of is like. Something else that super manifests with me about the di- the differences between Nauta and Shinji and Naruto and uh, Luffy is, mm. is well exemplified in the Green Lantern to me because I was obsessed with the idea of your willpower as a superpower, your literal mm. will, how hard you believed you could do a thing, literally manifesting into an ability was something that I loved and resonated with um, young and even more than I realized as I, as I got older and stuff. And you see like, even in hockey, you know, cause the concept of hockey is very much tied to willpower in, willpower. in a similar way. And I love that too. Um, and a lot of will of, uh, you know, um, Naruto is his, you know, his Nindo his ninja way. Yeah, and shit. Ninja and way. a lot of that is tied towards never giving up, having willpower, visualizing success, things like that. And I love that about, about fucking green lantern too. And I, I feel like he, uh, 
getting into his stuff is definitely like because like DC Comics stuff like prime me for anime big time. I wouldn't be into anime if I yeah. DC Comics. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. You know, and like, and don't get me wrong. I think like it is important to have a protagonist like Shinji. You know, who doesn't have it. You know, like, and not every anime character or main character needs to be, you know, just be reckless and crazy and just like wild like that. You know, so I am really hard on Shinji. Um, I think it just it's also so easy, like, bro. Yeah, exactly. It, for me, it makes me cringe at like the worst parts of myself too, right? Uh, you're or, supposed like, to like yeah, there, you got like you have stories and main characters that you dissect and that you learn about as an exploration of what it looks like to have their their strengths, and then you have Shinji, and the whole point of Shinji is an exploration of weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's to me that's what it is. Is like for Shinji, he, it, even even when he succeeded, it was still about how weak he was afterwards, how human he was despite when he could pull stuff off, and like even mm-hmm. like fully coolly, you remember the moment when he. Uh, because he thinks that whenever what's the robot's name, Conti, when the robot's yeah. sucking him up, that that's when he's he's the key ingredient that makes it powerful, and then he realizes like he can do it with anybody, and he wasn't the special ingredient to it. He's just like everybody else, and not adding mm-hmm. to it at all, and kind of that like humbling at that young of an age of like, you know, even if I'm good at this, I'm nothing special. Like I'm just another person who has to earn their way in this world, yeah. like everybody else, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's like that's just that's just the difference in that type of. And that type of narrative to explore, which, you know, it's like both are valid, but it's obviously going to be easier to take a dunk on the freaking kid that's, you know, teaching you about <laughs> teaching you about the, the flaws of, of humanity and being a human than the one who's teaching you the best of it, you know? Whew. Bro, I like hearing you talk. Like, I gotta get you on the podcast some more because this, this is, this is you know, <laughs> it, I'm, I'm learning new things about titles that I thought I knew about. And this was like, huh. Good show, man. Good show. What, what do you know about that? You know, this is great. Hopefully, this enticed the uh, listeners. Honestly, I enjoyed this whole conversation. This was a wonderful time. Got to get you back on the podcast for some more. We'll this is some great insight. Yes. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I guess people can't find you right now on social media, right? Yeah, you can't <laughs> find me nowhere. You'll hey. never find me. Yeah. <laughs> he is hidden. Don't try. It wouldn't even be fun. I got nothing interesting. I got nothing. Yeah. I'm not even visible. You could find me. There'd be no point. There's nothing interesting. (laughs) Oh, this is Aaron. He's my best friend. I appreciate talking with you. Uh, Can't wait till next time. Uh, And for everyone that listened, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know what you think about these podcast episodes. Uh, Do you like when we talk to just random friends? Or do you just want famous people only? (laughs) But no, uh, honestly, I really did enjoy this episode. Um, yeah, I definitely gotta get you back on pretty soon. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but stuff gotta happen. But nonetheless, let's keep talking and hanging out. And everybody listening, thank you as always. Stay dope. Peace. <laughs>